was the Smiths. Still ill. You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. We are pre-recording. Matt Morgan is on the show too. Why are you looking at me like that for? Because you've come in here, eaten nuts and sprayed them all over me. Eating an apple literally sprayed me with it. As you so bit what? into it like was a horse. Was the nut thing not literal then? Was that metaphorical with the nuts? Did I metaphorically spray you in nuts? bits of nut Mr. down Poet you. Poet man. Little white dots of nut. Hey, nut dots! You don't know nut dots! Right, it- open the show properly. Way! <laughs> <laughs> BBC Radio 2, the Russell Brand Show. Best radio show in the whole effing world. Guess who we got coming up later? The Go Queen. On. No, it didn't go that well. I mean, it was good. It was good, and I wouldn't rule it out in the future. It would be good if we developed a relationship with Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> it's a bit like the Noel Gallagher relationship. We just, I think we're going to ring the Queen a bit, are you? <laughs> All right, love. Oh, I'm a bit busy. Come on, make an effort to attend us about her private so life. she's got a mobile phone? Hmm. Of course not. No, she wouldn't need one, would she? Someone else would just give her a phone when she needs one. On a cushion. It better be on a cushion. It better be. Treat that lady with respect. I quite liked her. I mean, you know, I won't She'll able to... be over the moon to hear that. Yeah. I'll I tell you what, right. she's alright. She's okay. Lovely. <laughs> Sexy. Boop, boop, Don't boop, say boop, that. <laughs> I liked her a lot. I like her and that other fella she's always hanging out with. You know him. Who? Elton John. That's the one. <laughs> Pair of them, you should see them together. That's inspiring. Right, okay, thanks for listening to this show. It is a pre-recorded show. We're doing this yesterday as far as you're concerned. And here's some things that are coming up later. One. Ronnie Wood, out of the band The Rolling Stones, will be coming in here to talk about his life with The Rolling Stones with us. That's going to be good, isn't it, Matt? Very good. You like them an awful Oh, he's not coming in here. No, he's coming on the phone. What's that chair there for, then? Don't worry about that. There's a chair there? The media box... Oh, my God, the media box kids are coming in. Right, as right. we all know, I'm a very kind man, a little bit like a guy in the old days who sometimes ruffled a few feathers, <laughs> but, boy, did he get the job done. Yes, it's good old Jesus, or as I call him, me. I've got some uh, kids on here, not kids, young people, I think we men to call them, from a charity media box. They all made little films, and I said, like, you know, because they want people in the media well, to you can't say them. kids these days. Apparently that's racist now. Oh, God. It's racist to kids. So, uh, young people are coming on here. I don't know, which one's coming on today? Imhotep, that mouthy little git. Right, Imhotep's coming <laughs> in here. He, he didn't even make a film. He's just some cocky, mouthy comic kid. About, yeah. I don't know, 20. Bit of, some bit of a kid. Oh, head full of dreams he is. I hooked him up with people. I was going, he goes, what? he goes, well, that's how we talk, us young hooked people. Him up with yeah, people. I hooked him up, guy. I hooked, I hooked him up, bitch star. <laughs> yeah, I hooked him up, big style, huggy bear, and some drugs. That's what they're into, these kids. They love it. Um, no, he goes, can you, he goes, oh, I want to do sketches and that. I, I introduced him to someone from BBC Free Development and the person from MySpace. So, there you go. I don't wow. Know. I don't know how they're going to help people these with these sketches. It's an endless list of Jesus-like acts from me. So, right, so we've got some young kid, Imhotep, who didn't make a film. He was just some stand-up comic. He was, I can't remember what he was doing. He'll tell us when he gets here. We can possibly talk to Peter Sissons, who Matt exposed me as a fancier of only last week. Really? Well, you exposed me as him. He might no, come on I the know, phone. No, I am saying, but he'll come on the phone. Don't embarrass me if he does, will you? Well, no, you'll probably embarrass yourself, I'd I'd expect flustered. <laughs> Put on your Dawkins voice. <laughs> 
What's my... <laughs> b- 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 Mr. Sissons, uh, 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 the, the news, is it the old news? Or some of it recycled. <laughs> How come, uh, Mr. Sissons, I put it to you. How come there's always half an hour of news every day, even though there can't be as much happening? Uh, Mr. Sissons, is there less news on a Monday? Because uh, uh, the week hasn't all gone by. <laughs> Mr. Sissons, on a Friday, do you make the news a bit more cheerful so when you go out on Saturday with your kids, it's a bit more upbeat? <laughs> I don't put... Uh, Mr. Sissons... <laughs> I know some other big words, Mr. Sissons. Mr. Sissons, come back! (laughs) Mr. Sissons! Oh, Mr. Sissons, I hate saying goodbye, but I love watching you leave. Look at those buns! You've got too much junk in the trunk, Sissons! (laughs) Is he still doing the news, or is he... He come on there the other day, looking like he'd been poured out of a jug. (laughs) Oh, don't say that. What? You called him fat the other day. I don't even know what that poured out of a jug thing means. Oh, right. Do you? I thought you meant like he was all, like, like being tipped into the studio. Yeah, that is what I meant. Why? That means he's fat, doesn't it? <laughs> or liquid, which is weird. <laughs> I meant liquid, yeah. I meant he was like a liquid newscaster. And there used to be a program called Liquid News, so how eerie is that, man? Very eerie. Well eerie. So, Sissons, right, I didn't point a special voice for Dawkins. You did. What, what, what did I really? You never listened. I did. What, at the time? Oh, yeah, I was... You were texting. No, I listened later. Mm, listened again. You were weeing in a glass. Yeah, I did wee in a glass, so that's not very respectful, is it? No, but he wouldn't have known that. I went on if I got news for you, right? There's a bit... There's, I really needed a wee. I guess I want to go for a wee. And it was the middle of the recording. And everyone looked a bit like that was an unusual thing to ask for. Merton, he's handed me a bottle, empty bottle, and I just, like, went to start winning it, and people started panicking. Really? Yeah. You would have done it, they don't even understand. They don't even understand my ability to wee anywhere I like. Also, David Mitchell out of Mitchell and Webb and Peep Show. Imagine having him on. We can if we want. Really? Yeah. He's funny, isn't he? He's well funny. It'd be really good to have him on. I like him a lot. But, like, so do you think he'll be nice to us? Uh, yes, I think he will. James Whittaker, remember we spoke to him about uh, the Queen? <laughs> yes, I think he will. Ah, good one. I hope so. I hope so too. I keep looking at this list, which is a list of songs, yeah. and thinking, none of these people are on. <laughs> Rolling Stones, Prince. <laughs> oh, actually, we've got Rolling Stones. See? Don't but be no so cynical. Smith, Led Zeppelin, The Prodigy. Yeah, The Prodigy. Oh, right, they're not coming. When are you doing all these lists? Luckily, I ain't got enough time to compile my own lists, so I just shout the Smiths <laughs> as soon as I arrive here. Um, oh, yeah, James Whitaker, because remember, since I've met the Queen, I've got a few things to tell you about the Queen, I'll tell you about that later. Noel Gallagher, we're going to phone him up, so we're going to be very He's busy. He's not been on the show for so long. I, sp- I t- was texting him the other day, he goes to me, he goes, oh, look at you meeting the Queen. Because what about you meeting Tony Blair? Yes. What a hypocrite to have said that to me. And he's tried to make out that his one was like some sort of summit, where like he was the <laughs> voice of the people. <laughs> like, and he got, and the then, voice he, of youth. Yeah, that's what he reckoned he was. And then he goes, um, he, go, he goes, well, I'll, I'll, all right, I'll talk to you in your radio show, and we'll have a a game of verbal battleships, and I go, yeah, it'd be my royal yacht versus your dirty little tugboat. Good, <laughs> 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 That is what he's got. Neither battleships, no? Eh? No, no, I, th- I suppose there's no. And also, we might have Steve Merchant on if there's enough time. Not that Steve Merchant is someone that you would take lightly. He's a very fine comic. And we had Ricky Gervais on, so it'd be a nice sort of, I don't know, get the pair. Get the pair. Get the pair together. Also, here's some important information for you listeners of the show and podcast, meet and match TV programme. Jack Kerouacki is on BBC Four. Brand on the Beats, I think it's called. Brand on the Beats. That's what it was called when we were making it. Or on the road with Russell Brand. Either way, you'll know what it is. It's on, I think, at nine o'clock on BBC Four. So have a look at that. It'll be on BBC Two in January. Watch it while it's on BBC Four, though, because it's good. Matt, so I had to do the voiceover for it the other day. Yes. Oh, I made it so much funnier. 
Why, really? are you, why are you doing that face? Because I imagine you've gone, oh, look at Matt now. Look at this bit of Matt. What an <laughs> idiot. I do see, see some things like that. There's one bit, you know when we had to do that poetry reading? Yeah. Uh, that bit goes, look at Matt, all nervous, even though we're only doing this poetry reading in a little calf. And he's wearing makeup. And then it just cuts in. <laughs> the, it's just like, like unnecessary. What's makeup? It's tinted moisturiser. Oh, yeah, tinted moisturiser. Yeah, I think that's what Dolph Lundgren wears <laughs> when he's doing his kung fu. You Let, big Just because I'm a TV professional. <laughs> I didn't wear no makeup, did I? Yes, you did. Did you I? You tried to borrow some of mine. Yeah, you wouldn't let me, would you? Yes, greed. I would. I gave you some. One of the deadly sins. <laughs> Why is greed and gluttony in it? Because that's more or less the same thing. And I call it the deadly synonym. All right. Hello, Russell Brand. Uh, I don't think they're separate Russell sins. Bra what? They're not separate yes, sins. Yes, there is. There are seven deadly sins. Come on, remember the film. Seven deadly sins. Greed, yeah, gluttony, that's where brand, rough, slough. Seven. Yep, that's, <laughs> I believe there's a little biblical tale. Kevin Spacey made up the seven deadly <laughs> sins. <laughs> he cooked them up in his little brain. Okay, so what yeah, do you know? Greed and gluttony. Gluttony. They're both separate separate sins. No, they're, they're, both, they're separate sins. G, do you know about this? Yeah, but you can greed for money, but you can't have gluttony. Gluttony's for food. Yes. Yeah. Consumption. Why do you have a separate thing just for food? Why not? You know, and also envy and jealousy are a bit too alike. What? They're not separate. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but jealousy's not a deadly sin, actually. About but wrath. envy is. Wrath. Yeah, wrath. <laughs> oh no, I just got some wrath. <laughs> Full of wrath. <laughs> oh, I can't come out, but I've got too much wrath. There's an email from one of your schoolmates here somewhere. We'll read in a minute. Yeah? Yeah, saying he knows where them dinner ladies are that you were on about last week. Oh, wow. Mm. Okay, so it's going to be a fantastic show. You've heard all the people who are on it. We'll be talking to all of them soon. I think first up is going to be Ronnie Wood, but before that, why don't we listen to a record of some kind? Keep on running. Is that what it's called? I think so. Who's it by? Spencer Davis Group. Um, 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 um. <laughs> Keep on running. Let's have a listen to that then. Oh, look at him guffing about in the studio. Here it is, keep on running! On running, you're listening to Russell Brand. Keep on eating, it should be called. <laughs> look at you. How are they going to know I was this in the same place you get fed? Yeah, well, because I'm always at work, aren't I? I'm always at work, aren't I? So I don't know where to do my dinner. So I just have it while You've I'm got on the road. people working your house making you dinner. <laughs> so what? I deserve them people around my ass. You and the Queen, <laughs> your <laughs> servants. Don't ever go at me and the Queen, mate. We're trying our artists and yourself we can't together with answer back. You group me with the Queen. Now it's too I late. I was mocking you. What? Oh, God. Don't you mock me and the Queen. You <laughs> <laughs> don't stand for that sort of rubbish. You and the Queen. Oh, it's all bits of nut on my microphone. I don't know how these things keep happening to me. It's undeserved. That much is for certain. Hold on, I've got something really important to say. What's it all about? Probably me or something. Oh, yeah. Keep on running. What's, he's, what's the message of that song? It sounds like he's pursuing some woman who don't want to go out of him. <laughs> Keep on running, I'll track you down and kill running you like a from arms. I think he's like Mr. Tickle, and his arms just keep going longer and longer. What, he stood still he's with just his arms? Okay. Yeah, it's just going, keep on running. I think he says, that's a threat. That whole song just sounds menacing to me. Let's get the running. lyrics and do our item. Uh, look at the lyrics. Look at the lyrics, look at the lyrics. Our new item, look at the lyrics. Um... What's our other item? Matt's fault or fact or something? Yeah. Go on then, do your fact well, about I'm Ronnie Wood. You've got right. a fact about Ronnie Wood, and then okay. when I talk to you on the blower, I can bring up your fact. Uh, Slash's son, I believe his name's London, was conceived at Ronnie Wood's house. How can you ever prove where someone was conceived? I haven't come up with this myself. It's in Slash's book. You're always on about things like that. Do you know that the Beckham's baby Brooklyn, he was conceived in Brooklyn? <laughs> You're always coming out with these You can facts. work out when someone was Not conceived. exactly. Can Pretty you? much. Unless you've got your sex life. Hey, my sex life is fun. Think of all the different I people. I think the child was conceived in the Northern Hemisphere, but I can't <laughs> be sure. 
I think this person looks like a mother for the tears <laughs> and the dread. <laughs> what I'm saying, mate, is a baby is not exactly nine months to the day, is it? No, I know. But, so, but they know when they've fallen slash. pregnant. They don't go, oh, the baby's come out. Let's work out where we were nine months ago. Don't they? No. 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 They do it from um, like about a month or something. Yeah, maybe months. they were trying for a baby that night or something. Oh, I don't know. But, like, don't you have sex with <clears> your wife every night? I haven't so got a wife. <laughs> <laughs> don't you have sex with Slash's wife every night? <laughs> do leave Slash alone and London. Poor sods. Right, so we're talking to Ronnie Wood in a little bit. And we've got to talk to him in a minute and during this link. They're calling us. We can't leave it up to Ronnie Wood to call us. What if he gets distracted? He's got assistants. He's got an assistant. Yeah, I met her, actually. Did you? Oh, nice. yeah, because you met him the other day, didn't you? Is that why I this is happening? I was doing something for Richard and Judy. Um, what? Their kitchen. <laughs> 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 and uh, I met Ronnie Wood just around there, just unwinding. Uh, it was all right, actually. I met Ronnie Wood. He's lovely. He, he was got, there unwinding? Yeah, he went unwinding. He was doing promoting his book. He's got his autobiography out, hasn't he? So he was there as well. What was he doing, then? Just, just, well, we'll tell you the truth. <laughs> Richard's properly funny, you know. Right, listen to this bit. It's me, Sharon Osbourne, and Ronnie Woods. Name dropper. Well, sat on a settee. I mean, it's crazy. Before I know it, I'm on Sharon. <laughs> and uh, it's a really funny thing. Right, he goes, like, Ronnie Woods got, we all got to review these books, right? And Ronnie Woods got this. Is this a dream? Might be. And then Ronnie, so Ronnie goes, uh, like, Ronnie's got to this, review this book of fantastic facts or something. You know, one of them books, oh, bonkers <laughs> things around the world. He goes, yeah, I love this book, you know, so any page you open it on, fantastic fact. And he opens it, goes, well, not that one, that was a bit rubbish. But like, he goes, it's a good bit about, like, numbers and stuff like that. And, uh, Right, and, and Richard Madeley goes, hmm, that's great. Hmm. And he goes, uh, what, what's the worst place you've, uh, what's the worst disease you've ever caught? And where did you catch it? <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie Woods got to go, oh, the, the sand lice. And he goes, where'd you get that? And he goes, oh, 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 oh Jamaica, I think. And he goes, what's the worst, what's the worst cough you've ever had? I was like, how did we get here? Well, I once watched uh, Richard and Judy and Richard said, he goes, uh, no one knows what babies are dreaming about. I reckon one day they'll be able to film a baby's dream and it'll probably be a smash hit. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. That's, oh, I like him. Come on, I really like him. I know, that's very him. sweet, but how's the technology ever going to exist to film a baby's dream and then put it in cinema? I like that he went... I like that he took the extra step of, like, that he, it wouldn't even be a moderately successful film yeah. from a... It'll be it'll probably a smash hit. He's already reviewed it. Baby's idiot dream of colours. <laughs> yeah, it'd be colours and rubbish, wouldn't it, a baby's Filming dream? Filming a baby's dream. Remember last week when um, we had Dawkins on and you claimed that I spoke in a different way? Yes. Here's an email. Hello, Russell, says Tom Carax, which is the weirdest word I've ever heard. I enjoyed your talk with Richard Dawkins. I particularly enjoy the way you spoke in your normal voice, not once <laughs> varying from it. I thought you ought to know that he's a bit of a hypocrite for, as an ardent... Uh, oh, he's a hypocrite for an ardent atheist. Before, before dinner at New College Oxford University, where he's nominally a don, though he actually spends very little time there, he's funded by the guy who invented Word. Hmm, okay. Well, that's Microsoft God. Word. Oh, right. I thought he meant when the beginning there was the Word and the Word was God. He has... On more than one occasion, said Grace. I also thought we didn't answer your question on evolutionary psychology. Right, so supposed atheist Richard Dawkins has said Grace, which is a Maybe religious he's got thing. Flixies when he says Grace. Flixies. I call him Squitsies at my school. Did you? You call him Flixies. They were always Flixies at my school. Mind you, your school's for special kids, wasn't it? Yours was, you told us that once. Hey! 
bright kids, special kids. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's why we were allowed to do painting all day, because we were so clever, we didn't need maths. <laughs> right, okay, we've got a very special guest coming. It's one of the best people on our stinking little circle of a planet. It's Ronnie Wood, he's on the phone. Hello, Ronnie. Ronnie? Hey, Russell, are we supposed to be, like, uh, eligible here? Like, I'm, am I supposed to be able to hear you? Yes, Ronnie, you've got to hear me. Can you hear me? Hang on, I'll, I'll try and press it a little further into my head. Not I'm too... on my mobile. Ronnie, don't go beyond the confines of your skull. No, well, we never do, do we, Russell? Keep it, yeah, don't go inside the skull, Ronnie. That's How where the doing, dragons mate? lurk. Uh, yeah, good, thank you. I'm just doing my radio show and everything, enjoying right. life. I wish I could come there in person. I'd, I'd love to see you again. We had a laugh the other day, didn't we? We did. I really think you emit a lovely aura. I've always thought it as a musician, and now I know it as a man. You shine with something very special, Ronnie Wood, isn't it? Yes, it's a great joy to be in your company. And it was lovely to be in yours, because I didn't realise yeah. how huge you were uh, <laughs> as a, a real person. You're so tall and so big and so nice. You didn't, <laughs> you're not just talking about my height, are you, Ronnie? You're talking about... Well, you're, you are massive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I uh, can't swear on the air, but I mean, you are quite huge, aren't you? I'm a big boy, Ronnie. Very in proportion, may I say. Yeah. Thank you, Ronnie Wood. <laughs> Get a room, you two. I we... thought you were going to be a stick. Like me! <laughs> You're a lovely stick, a wand more than anything, oozing nothing but sexy magic. My mate Matt Morgan's here, I do the radio show with, he is a lifelong Rolling Stones fan. Uh, we, right. went, we went and saw you in Hamburg, actually, and uh, reviewed your excellent show there for The Observer magazine. Matt Fabulous, gave... thank you. In fact, whose who's nieces was it that we, we met? It might have been... Charlie's. Oh, it was Charlie Watts's, yeah, we hung out with Charlie Watts's nieces on the, on the mixing desk. It was quite not hang, you know, by the mixing desk, we weren't on it cuddling. <laughs> or anything like that. Yeah, but he, he, he's all right, Charlie, isn't he? Yeah, he seems like a lovely fella. So I, I think uh, Keith got a little upset um, by you because she kind of threw him off of his bossy tangent a bit. Really? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't think I don't think he quite knew how to handle you, and I, and I thought, ah, come on, you know, Russell's got to be uh, fantastic to deal with, you know. But I think his management and all that got a little. Uh, I tell you what, it was Ron. Throne, you know. What happened was Ronnie, right? I had to go to just before I was meeting Keith. <clears throat> I come over a bit nervous, and I had to pop to the lavvy, right? And because I'm wearing all these daft belts, when I went to the lavvy and went to the toilet, it took me ages to get the belts on. People were knocking on the door going, Keith's ready for you now, Keith's ready for you. And I was like, really just trying to get the belts all back on. And then I, was, and then I left. I thought, oh no, I've not washed my hands. And I thought, I'm but about to... I thought you were a prima donna. Like, but, oh, I can't come out just yet. Exactly, I've just been to the <laughs> toilet, Ron. That's all that was happening. And then I had to pop back to wash my hands, because I thought, I can't shake hands with Keith Richards with unclean hands. So, actually, I was being respectful, but it might have come across a bit like I'm a bloody idiot or something. <laughs> hey, you never guess where I am right now. I'm outside the St Martin's uh, Hotel, St Martin's Lane, right? Yeah. And a couple of beautiful ballerinas just walked by and they went, when are you coming to the Royal Opera House again? What? And I said, any time you want, darling. Look at that, Ronnie, <laughs> picking up ballerinas out in the street. Have you oh, ever... they're, they're all around here, mate, yeah. Have you ever uh, been out I, of... You know, I've been doing a drawing project. Uh, with them, don't you? What? You're doing a drawing He's project? A I know, we know oh. you're a great artist, Ronnie. I'm into your paintings, particularly stuff you do, uh, the band and that. But what, 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 what's the drawing project you're doing currently? Well, apart from the Royal Ballet... You're, what, you're drawing the Royal Ballet? 
Yeah, I, I was doing that last year, but I'm going back there again, you know, because uh, I only did part of my project. I did, I did um, like, sketches and a couple of original, like, uh, big ones, but I want to do a whole exhibition on the ballet. Are you I'll use... be doing landscapes, horses, nudes, you know, <laughs> like you do. I hope you're not doing those horses in the nude, you pervert. Only the horses need to be nude, not you. <laughs> Oi, <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, you know your paintings of dancers, are they like, you know, Degar, the Span any Spanish artist, he does no, dancers. they are very Degar, and some are in pastel as well, like he used to uh, draw with, you know. Ronnie, are you impressed that I was able to reference Degar like that? I'm very impressed, and, uh, and I just gave you the pastel clue, but yeah. also I've been drawing on black paper... Where, where you come in with the whites and the light You colours. said paper in a strange way then, Ronnie. <laughs> you said paper. <laughs> and <it's, laughs> it really moved us. Ronnie, will you do me? Ronnie, can I, I want a painting. Can yeah, I have right one? Then. Come oh. over, let, uh, let's get together, I'll do you. <laughs> what, you'll paint me? Come on. the nude. Oh, do me nude, Ron. Do me. Uh, all right then, but you'll have to bring your... Um, your, your entourage along, though, as referees. Um, no problem. I'm bringing Matt Morgan, who does the radio show with me. I'm doing Mr G, who is the poet of this radio show. We once, <laughs> the three of us once sat in a hot tub naked and asked some pretty serious questions about the nature of homosexuality. <laughs> OK, well, what we're going to have to do is get them off again, then. Get them <laughs> off! <laughs> Here, do you, uh, have you ever had naked hot tubs with the rest of the Stones? <laughs> well, come on, get it all done before the next tour. Yeah, uh, the last time I went in a, a, a bathtub was with um, Sunderland football team with Rod Stewart in about 1971. Wow. And uh, I went in there first, so they didn't have to see my knob. <laughs> That's the spirit, Rod. I had a quick shower after training with Sunderland. And then uh, they all came in like, Woo, all right, boys, shush, you knob. I said, I'm out of here. <laughs> yeah, quite right. You shouldn't be put under that sort of pressure. Although I'm under the impression that it's probably a magnificent utensil that you've got down there. <laughs> hey, Ronnie, how's your, uh, what about your book? I ain't read it yet, but I'm gonna. Oh, you're gonna enjoy it, Russell. It's really quite funny, even though I say it myself. It, it's really good. Yeah, I bet it is, because you're... Yeah, it's only a book, you know, like, lots of people go, hey, what do you think you're doing a book for, you know, but uh, I said to Slash, hey, you young whippersnapper, you're not old enough to do a book, and he went, oh, you'll find it quite good, Ronnie, I think, uh, you know, it's all about the girls I knew at high school, and I'm going, <laughs> all right then, Slash, I'll let you off. <laughs> let him off! <laughs> it's good to let him off. Oh, is it true, Ronnie, that uh, my mate Matt reckons that Slash is, Slash's baby was conceived around your house? Is that true? Yeah, they, and they called him Kingston. They were going to call him London, and I thought, what a strange name. <laughs> it uh, is a strange name. When I was in a, se a sexual tr addiction centre uh, uh, in Philadelphia, they all called me London, and I didn't like it, because I was the only English one there, so, hey, London, London. And I said, hey. I know, it's a bit weird, but I suppose as time goes on, these kind of weird names um, sort of come more to the... Before, I suppose you know. they do, Ronnie. Yeah, it just yeah, it seems more pertinent to have more and more unusual names. I reckon that's likely. Uh, just yeah. on the subject of a Slash's baby, how can he prove that it was conceived there? Because I don't understand that. 
Well, I heard them shagging. <laughs> <laughs> There's the evidence. Ronnie would have spoken. Oh, fantastic. Here, Ron. Just, yeah, I think it was Perla. Yeah, it was a Perla. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> the pair of them. What a lovely young couple having it off in Ronnie Wood's house doing a baby. Magnificent yeah, work. Yeah, it's a great feeling, actually. Sort of going, oh, they're really happy. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> Ronnie, you should have been concentrating on your own work. You should have been doing a painting of a ballerina or something instead of listening to Slash and Perla having it off, do, creating London's up their wombs or Kingston's, whatever Hang it was. On, there's another one just walked by. Hello, darling. Yeah, leave your name in the waste paper basket. Whoa. Ronnie, it might you get mixed. Ronnie! Wow. Chatting up ballerinas, we're meant to be focusing. Do you want to go? All right, we'll go out one night, shall we? Then, because it sounds to me like you're good at chatting up ballerinas. Oh, we'll have a laugh, though, Russell. Come on, let, let's go out one night. All right, we'll get amongst it. I'll go back on drugs for the evening. Keep, keep things spicy. <laughs> <laughs> That was a joke, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't so, do that Whatever you do, don't. Whatever you do, don't. That's what, what Peter Cook used to say. Yes, he did. Hey, is it true that it was like, uh, like you, so you'd like listen to the Derek and Clive tapes really early on, eh? Oh, yeah, I got them handed to me from Peter Cook when they were first doing them. He was going, yeah, I've got to get this for me, you know, I don't really know what's going on. <laughs> and I was cracking up laughing so much. And he was going, what are you laughing at? And I said... You are the funniest people I've ever, ever heard. Yeah, they were amazing. And this will types. last forever, you know, even longer than, well, as long as Monty Python. Yeah, that's pretty amazing, eh? Wow, you was there right at the ground floor of Derek and Clive, that's amazing. Oh, it's absolutely, I used to go over to Peter's uh, flat in Hampstead. Oh, yeah. And his door was always open, uh, literally always open. You'd right. just walk in and find Peter <laughs> with his uh, Chinese girlfriend, and he'd say, I've done my bit for the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> I there think that he was is. the last words he said to me, actually, before he died. I've done my bit for the Chinese. <laughs> that was his dying words, Peter Cook. <laughs> I've done my bit for the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's what he said. About what a legacy. And, and his poor girlfriend, Jan, she went, Oh, Peter is <laughs> dying. And Peter's going, oh, I'm all right, don't worry about it. I've done my bit for the Chinese. <laughs> 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 That's lovely. You've given us some amazing stories, Ronnie. Uh, it's all in the book. Yeah. It's all in the book. In the book no, we'll check it out. I'm going to. I shall read it the second I get a moment to myself. I'm going to sit right. down. I'm going to read it. Um, perhaps I can read it while you're painting me in the nude. Yeah. All right. We'll all get in the tub. <laughs> yeah. Let's get in the tub. Ronnie, thank you so much for coming on our show. I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, I'd love to come and do it in person because I can't press this phone in my head any longer. Like Peter Cook's door, our door is always in. open to you, Ronnie. Always open. Come in whenever you want. All right, then. Let's, all right, let's mate. do it soon, all right? Yeah, careful with that bloody chorus line you're eyeing up. With the what? The chorus line, the ballerinas. Be careful. Yeah, hang on. I'm just scraping a couple off the pavement now. <laughs> oh, get out. Oh. Ronnie Wood, oh, everyone. Thanks, Ronnie. Take care, mate. Woo, there he goes. Ronnie Wood. Actual Ronnie Wood there from the Rolling Stones. Oh. He's a laugh, isn't he? Yeah. Let's go out with him. Definitely. Not, not No, that would never work. We wouldn't be able to make it last. Not with his, well, his predilection for ballet dancers, for one thing. But yeah, let's definitely go out with him, because it could be a good story, won't it? Yeah. Trouble is, do you think with me not drinking and... Like, I don't know what Ronnie Wood's particular, where he is with drinking and that at the moment. He might be clean, I think. Really? Yeah. Is he? I think so. G's saying he's clean, Matt's saying he might be clean. Alright, well we'll try anyway. Because I might succumb to peer pressure. That would worry me. No, well if, you, well you and him can be all clean. Right. G's clean. 
Jeez, Everyone's clean. clean. Hey, we're all clean. You're not clean. I know. Dirty we'll look down devil. their noses like me. Yeah, we will do. Still scruff bag, the way you carry on. All right, actually, listen, have you got any Rolling Stones? Um, oh, yeah, we have, you. actually. Beast of Burden. <laughs> Put it on, then. That's exactly what it sounds like. It's exactly it. mock Ronnie's work. <laughs> Mocking his work. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're good. Come on, they don't need an endorsement from me. Beast of Burden, Rolling Stones. Beats the burden. Before that, we had Ronnie Wood, Matthew looking exasperated. What's the matter? Eating nuts. Eating nuts. It's the craze that's <laughs> sweeping the nation. <laughs> Eating nuts. Pin right. sweeping the nation. Yeah, pin pin is sweeping the nation. Now I, I think pin pin each other. Just do it carefully. Don't give each other diseases. That's all I will say. What about this uh, young lad's idea of ping ping? Read it just out. Ping, I, can't, I don't know where it is. You took it, Matt. Find it. Oh, God. Why Go you... on then, fill while I'm finding it. Yo! Ah! Oh, <laughs> <coughs> oh, I've got a bit of a cough. Hold on, right, I've got a really interesting story, actually, so if I start oh, it... I found it. Oh. <laughs> My son and I were listening to your lovely show on podcast, took great amusement with the ping-ping craze. In a spirit of unusual responsibility, my three-and-a-half-year-old, I mean, that's our audience, <laughs> uh, I love those little guys. ...to ping-ping, and you, like, you say that, and then you ping the elastic of one's boxers. So, or someone else's pants. Don't think that might bra. lead to charges of sex attacks. Not from a three and a half year old. <laughs> <laughs> any three and a half year old that does any kind of sex attack, well, that's a big problem you've got right I think there. If you're having to reach up to uh, the elastic, then you're young enough not to get done for it. I've just been handed, Matthew. I mean, I don't mean to be dismissive of your brilliant <gasps> remarks, but I've just been handed a piece of paper. It says simply these words. Sissons is on the line. Peter <laughs> Sissons, the authoritative voice of news and current affairs, and for me, a kind of obelisk of sexuality. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Peter Sissons, is that your laugh? It is my laugh, yes. I'm just laughing at being an object of sexuality. An obelisk of sexuality, like a big golden monument. Ob obelisks are made of stone, aren't they? Oh, I suppose so. Perhaps you'd be a cold, indifferent lover. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to those who know me. <laughs> I suppose that's the best way to conduct your sex life. I wish I could say the same, Peter, but I tend to be incredibly generous even to people I've barely even met. That's just, you know, one of my personal foibles. Thank you, Peter, for coming on to our radio show. It's all right. Well, thing is, I suppose I've found you very alluring. Gosh, it's the first time that um, someone uh, of your uh, status has said that to me. Well, it's because you've got a, a kind of authority. Well, it, um, you either have it or you, or you don't, I suppose. But um, I'm not the only one. Well, you're, you're certainly the greatest living example of, <laughs> of sexuality in my book. And um, what happened once, Peter, is I saw you in a department store. I believe it was in Lakeside. Uh, this was as a teenager. You, yes. Me as a teenager. You weren't there looking for leather jackets. It was. It was. I was there, and I think it was Debenhams. Possibly other stores are available. And you were like selecting out a suit, and I'm thinking, oh, that's Peter Sessons. Uh, Sessons. And I think like that the image of you scorched so deeply into my retina that I've never really truly got over it. Was it me? Or was it the suit? The pair of you together were a pretty unstoppable force <laughs> of a libidinous desire, if I may say. Um, Peter, <clears throat> right, let's ask some sensible questions. We've got Peter Sissons on the phone now. We've spoke about fancying him. Why, my, my, Matt Morgan, who's my co-host on this show, has just written the word Queen on a bit of paper and underlined it. What's your Peter intention? Ask Peter about the Queen, because he's probably met her as well. Have not, you met... All right, have you... Not, like, you know. 
Yeah, I have met the Queen. I thought, yeah, for a minute, I thought that <laughs> that was suggesting that either you or I were homosexual. <laughs> um, no, no one's ever called me that either. <laughs> no, no, but this is going to be an unusual interview for us both. Peter, um, you ha what was it like when you met Her Majesty the Queen of England? Well, it was some time ago now. When I when I worked for ITN, yeah. um, she uh, she came round to uh, just a private party when we um, were celebrating sort of twenty years of music ten. And wow. um, we all got the chance to have a, a very informal chat, and she's a, a charming lady and uh, great company. I, I, we're all we were all quite sort of overwhelmed. Really, go on. Like you had an informal chat with her. Yeah, I mean, I, I think um, when you see a lot of the stuff of, of the royal family on the telly, mm. you see them in informal mode. But they they do do informal events and uh, yeah. I was privileged to be at one of them uh, where you can see them in, in, in you know letting their hair down a little bit. Really? Should she let her hair down? I well think not, uh, not, not literally. No no that would be uh, with cascading locks down <laughs> her back like a sort of a sexy mermaid that would have been too much for anyone to stand uh, particularly in your company as well Peter it would have been an overload of erotica that <laughs> evening. <laughs> You know, you've talked about nothing but erotica since we started to speak. Since he was born. <laughs> <laughs> My first word was foie. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Well, all right then, let's talk about something a bit more sensible then. Um, mm. <laughs> 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 all right, when you're reading the news, don't you just think, right, well, what about this then? Yeah, I've never had a, this is a good, intelligent question. You know how, like, Noam Chomsky says that the news agenda is set by the government and uh, the sort of the, I don't know, the, the forces of consumerism that control all of our minds. Yeah. Do you ever think when I'm reading the news, oh no, I'm just helping to manipulate people into a spellbound state where they're divorced from their spirituality and the possibility of freedom, all this news is filthy propaganda, it's not really true. Do you ever think that a bit? No, that isn't what causes through my brain, actually. <laughs> it usually is the autogue going to work. Uh, <laughs> but uh, every, there hasn't ever been a government in the sort of electronic age that hasn't wanted to control... The, the media that mm. wanted to control television, they all try it, and it's a battle they all lose because there is tension there, and the um, the broadcasters, um, even though they may go through patches of, of of subservience or buying the government line, it doesn't usually doesn't last long. Hmm. But isn't uh, there kind of a consensus? Even like uh, there are examples like the, the the David Kelly affair, where the, the relationship between the media and the government breaks down. Isn't there generally because because of a shared objectives? Isn't there a, a kind of a, a, an in, a, a consensus, even if it's not a formulated agenda, but a, a consensus for controlling people and and managing the population? No, I wouldn't subscribe to that at all. I think the the interests of the of the media and the government are are, are totally opposite. Really? I mean, we both have an interest in a stable and, and law-abiding and democratic society, but I think that's where it ends. I think mm. that uh, politicians um, are always more reluctant to uh, to communicate all they know, and the media is in the business of finding out what they don't want to say. Mm. And I think that that sort of tension is good for our society. Do you think there can be a revolution, please, Peter Sissons? <laughs> Uh, no. Why? <laughs> we don't have revolutions in this country. We've not had one yet, have we? What about Cromwell? Wasn't that a bit of one? Well, we, well, I suppose you're absolutely right. We've had our revolution. We had it uh, three or four hundred years ago, and um, we got all that out of our system yeah. without the sort of bloodshed that they had in other countries when they had their revolutions. Their revolutions were bloody we just... uncivilised, if you <laughs> ask me. There's something special about us English.
British. Well, I think so. I, I think the I think the British have got a lot to be proud of. I think it's uh, uh, one of the world's great nations and, and, and contributed a lot in, in art and, and thought and tolerance. Because of your voice, Pierre, everything you say sounds like it's indisputable fact, right? <laughs> so I bet you could really boss your wife about, well, dear, I've decided that I'm going to conduct a series of affairs indiscriminately with the neighbours. <laughs> All right, Peter! <laughs> Get your hands off me. <laughs> Please, Peter, you're breaking my heart! Let me wear your nightie. <laughs> you, you see, you, 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 yeah, you, you're, you're just judging me, taking me at face value, but you, you don't really know where I came from or... Oh. much about my background. Mm. Yeah, I can tell you some things about my background which you might surprise you. Go on, then. I'm well, getting turned on. Guess who I was at primary school with? Uh, Goebbels. No, John Lennon. Wow, and, were you? Really? You went to the same primary school as John Lennon? And George Harrison. Bloody hell! And Jimmy Tarbuck. Well, I met him when I was doing the Royal Variety performance. He was lovely. And then when I went to grammar school, I was in the same... School. I, I was in the same year as Paul McCartney. What is this Beatles George, education <laughs> system? George Harrison. Then I went to college with Ringo. <laughs> Brian Epstein was making tea. How, how come you went to school with it? So you're from you're, you're a scouser then? And yep, yeah, born, uh, and, born, and, born and bred in Liverpool. Do you support Liverpool Everton? Uh, uh, Liverpool. Although one of my best friends is Bill Kenwright, who's an Evertonian, but we mm. don't talk about uh, football. Otherwise. Uh, no. Things get a bit heated. Certainly, I can I can see why. I didn't know that. That's good that you went to school. It's a, like, it's like some balmy stage school. All well, Beatles you know, clapping I, about, newsreaders and Tarby. We, well, I did see... I mean, I'm, I'm of, of the Beatles generation. Paul, I think Paul's about a month older than me. Mm. But um, we... Your I saw, school I saw, plays I saw must have been happened. good. Assembly. Okay, in assembly. <laughs> Hello, welcome to assembly. I'm Peter Sissons. <laughs> Coming up, we've got comedy from a young man called Jimmy Tarbuck. Then a little skiffle band called the Quarry Men. I think they might be called the Beatles. They don't. They can't. Yeah. Must have been a laugh. Well, my best friend at school was the, was the man who introduced uh, John Lennon to Paul McCartney. He was a, he was a man called Ivan Vaughan. Uh, unfortunately, he's, he's been, he died some years ago. But Ivan. Hmm. Is, is, um, it's acknowledged in all the Beatles biographies that if Ivan hadn't existed, McCartney might never have met Lennon. Wow. And uh, Ivan was a, a great guy who I was very f fond of, very friendly with, and um, he's he greatly missed. Oh, that's a shame. Well, that's lovely that he's, in that, uh, that he's had that instrumental role in British pop cultural history. Uh, let's play, the, like, you know, instead of playing a Beatles song there, that's made me want to listen to Different Corner by George Michael, turned a different corner and we never would have met. The little, the little coincidences, Peter, that fashion history, there but for the grace of God. And without that, if I had Ivan Vaughan not introduced Lennon McCartney, world history would have been different. The 60s may never have happened there in the same go. way. Counterculture wouldn't have evolved the way it has done. Peter, it's been a, a very great privilege to speak to you on our show. I, but you know, before I thought of you as such, just some sort of brainless sex object. <laughs> <laughs> and now I realise that you are a man with incredible gravitas. Well, I, I used to speak highly of you too. <laughs> <laughs> there's, no, there's no higher compliment than being a sex object, <laughs> in, in my personal opinion. But uh, thank you very much for giving us your time, Peter. It's been an absolute joy to talk to you. All the best. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Peter Sissons. Ah, oh, oh, I love you, Peter Sissons. Bye-bye. Yeah, everything sounds like news. I liked having Peter Sissons on the show, did you? He's got a little hint of um, Hannibal Lecter to his voice. He's gone now. We could have got him go, Ooh, I'd like some father beats. <laughs>
I wish you'd say these things <laughs> in the <laughs> <laughs> Did I do a funny voice then? <clears throat> yes. Oh no! Jeez, endorsed it! I want a funny voice! You, tried, you wheeled out the old Noam Chomsky. Wheel out Noam Chomsky <laughs> to make myself look clever! <laughs> Wheel out Noam Chomsky! <laughs> sound a bit like him, doesn't he? Hello, yes. girls. Hello. You don't know anything of my background. <laughs> my background, I was a young boy in Liverpool with dreams, dreams and beetles. I'm a pathological liar. <laughs> I went to kindergarten with Lake Jagger. <laughs> As an older man, Ralph Fiennes and I played Conkers. <laughs> I remember distinctly myself and Steve McQueen riding on a moped. We <laughs> lived in halls of residence with public enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Andy Warhol once went skateboarding. This isn't. Mr. Sisson! Mr. Sisson! How's that program called? The Raccoons? Sisson! Mr. Sisson! Mr. Sisson! Hey, Bert Raccoon! Bert Raccoon! Bert Raccoon! I like them voices. Mr. Sneer. Mr. Sneer. <laughs> They've turned me on, them little pigs. They just wore a jumper and they pants turns on. you on. So what, man? I got a lot of sexual energy. <laughs> right, let's listen to Turn a Different Corner in honour of Peter Sissons and the meeting of Lennon and McCartney that wouldn't have happened to uh, unless for Ivan Vaughan. Let's play that. What? Ivan Vaughan, he introduced them. Unless for Ivan Vaughan. Mr. Sissons. <laughs> okay. So what are we going to listen to? Different Corner by George Michael. Can you hear George Michael? I know him very well. <laughs> we used to work on the same allotment together, side by side. He'd grow radishes, I'd grow onions. He'd tickle my corns, I'd grow his bunions. It's George Michael, Different Corner! That'll do for that. It's nice for a while, isn't it? But in the end, it makes you feel a bit downbeat. It's good. Yeah. I like George Michael, though. He's nice, isn't he? Right. <laughs> have to feel guilty because we came out early. Sorry, I mean, John. I, God, I mean, I mean I'll yeah. put it back on. <laughs> put it back from the beginning. We've spoiled it now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, George, I've done a painting of you. I've got such a funny story to tell you in a minute about something that happened to me in a cab earlier really? today. Yeah, it's really funny. You'll Don't love build it. it up. What if, it's, what if it falls a bit I'm flat? I'm prepared to take the risk. Okay. Don't you try and make it fall flat, otherwise I'll ruin your oh, item. You know. Sat there drinking strong bow, you yob. Well, it's five o'clock. What do you mean it's five o'clock in the morning? <laughs> What's wrong with you? You've got your paper round. Get a grip. I yeah. know. Well, I just fancied it. You just fancied it. Well, let me tell you a story about a young man who just fancied some strongbow. That George man's Best. name <laughs> was George E. Best. <laughs> Sorry, George. I mean, oh, God. Uh, right, so, hold well on. We've got two minutes before the news. Ten? No, two. Two or ten. One minute before some news. Okay. See, I'll tell you what, I've got a whole new insight in the news since we spoke to Sissons. He's brilliant. Oh, I fancy more than ever. I don't think it was possible to fancy a man more than I fancied <laughs> Sissons, but it is. It was authoritative, wasn't it? Now, come on. You've talked about the revolution. We've had a revolution. It was all about silly bother. <laughs> it didn't work out. Someone... Someone knocked some stuff over. <laughs> it's got to be picked up. It's all well and good <laughs> knocking stuff over. Put your toys back, Russell. And come back to bed. Who... <laughs> <laughs> Who has to do the tidying? Muggins here. <laughs> I put all your stuff in bin bags. If you don't, I'll tip out all your stuff from the cupboards if you don't tidy up. I shall phone your school and speak to your master. <laughs> oh, all right, Peter, I'll do what you want. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, you'll get it, ducky boos! I want the person that does that voice to come on our show. Here's an interesting well, idea. Someone must be alive who did that voice. It must be. The thing is, we, we did go through a bit of a mental phase of getting every voice we could think of. I tell you, I bloody well want an old bagpuss. I want actual bagpuss. What, the cat? Yes. I That's want it. probably... How much do you think it costs? And the mice, I want all of it. That was very funny what you said about Richard Dawkins being like Professor Yaffle. That was funny, that, saying that he's a killjoy. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) (laughs) That that throwing boat's nothing but an old shoe. (laughs) Your belief in God is just fear of death. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's good, isn't it? And he says grace. He says grace, though, and do you know what? I heard that it was involved in some religiously motivated terrorism as well, so, <laughs> you know, what's that all about? <laughs> okay, so uh, is it time for some newsy poos right now? Okay, well, now, with a renewed respect for the art form, please allow me, Russell Brand. <laughs> art form, sorry, it's not an art form, really. Hold on, uh, where is that bit of paper I have to read? Uh, right, hold on, because we've got to do this properly. Now, we're doing it with Well, I think respect. it's failed in being no, proper. Come on. It's over there, under come your on. bottle of urine. Hey! That bottle of urine was a gift from the Queen! <laughs> right. <laughs> this is BBC Radio 2, online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. Da, da, da. This is some news. Yeah, Led Zeppelin. Woo! Whoa, they're playing on Monday. How are they, Matt? <laughs> That's Everyone pretty in- seamless. <laughs> so, did you get some tickets? I did. I was meant to go, but I've got to go premiere of that film. I'm doing St Trinian's, the film St Trinian's. Brilliant. So I can't go, unfortunately. But it's silly to have it on that night because, uh, you know, people will be more interested in Led Zeppelin, won't they? Yeah, but Jimmy Page hurt his finger, broke his finger, didn't he? So they had to move it. Oh, okay. Are you doing that for attention, throwing yeah. your phone? Can I have some attention, please? Yes. Um, well, there was some. <laughs> it was nice. It was worth it. Now, when I think about the phone throwing incident, all I remember is the attention that it led to. What's your problem? Oh, I've got... Uh, just uh, want to say that Hatebreed, a pretty good band. Why? Are you trying to queer off with one of them? No. <laughs> what are you saying it for then? Because I went to their gig. Yeah, what happened? Last night. It's really good. I could hear. I'll find you up. There's a little racket in the background. Yeah, you, you wouldn't have liked it there. They were shouting, screaming, <clears throat> swearing. I bet the place stunk. Did. Sick everywhere. Sick everywhere. Matthew, if that's your idea of a good evening out, you can come out of me and Ronnie Wood. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to surf on sick, me and Ronnie. No, they're really good, Hatebreed. Why can't you What do you want? Tickets? I've what, had tickets. what are you after? No, I'm, just, I'm saying they're good. I went to a gig, it was good. Why are you folding your arms for? It's negative body language. Why what? are you You've got your arms folded. Because I'm angry with Why are you your pulling me. I am in a film called St. Trini Earns, I've got the <laughs> premiere Monday, it's gonna be a real fun day. Come and see me when I do that side, it's obviously more popular than Rupert Everett and Colin Firth. What, have you got to do red carpet? Got to do red carpet. You wanna come? Oh no, you're going, going Led, Led Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin, woohoo! G, wanna come? Look at G, much more. He pl- doesn't want to come. He does, he's writing a poem. He's pressured into saying that. <gasps> he's not been pressured. Go to premiere with you. What's he going to wear a dress or something? Matthew Morgan, get to your room. <laughs> you have disappointed me. I shall be up soon. <laughs> I'll be up when I Let finish. me tell you I'm angry. There will be a revolution in this house. <laughs> Things are about to change, young man. I'm going to make you eat from the dog's bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All your meals will be served on the floor from now on. I'd like to see you try and stop me. I'm going to look up the back of your trousers. Hmm? What do you think about that? Here's a thing. Can look up the back of someone's trousers. You could if you started a trouser leg, pulled the trouser leg right up, split the seam a little bit, and then went. 
<laughs> up their spile. Not see anything. <laughs> I got this big burly bloke, Danny O'Leary. Yeah, he's sexy. Me. Me. Wait, going. We got this great bit of muscle now. It's called Danny. <laughs> you wait till you meet him. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Thought, hello. He's, he's not finally just gone. He's not just brawn. He's got brains as well. That's the thing about Danny O'Leary. A great big beef. What's he? Your bodyguard. I'm thinking about having as. Uh, imagine having a bodyguard you all the time. Coward. I'm not a coward. Coward, am I? Am I a coward? Or am I the same Russell Brand who earlier today had an argument with my taxi driver? Oh yes, this is your hilarious story. Oh, pressure. Yeah? Put some pressure on, are you? Let the comedy begin. Right, here's what happened. I come out from the gymnasium where I... <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's not even the punchline. They'll They're love not going to love this. They'll love this. <laughs> it's brilliant. This is gold. Pure gold. So, uh, yeah, I came out of gymnasium. You and in the gymnasium. I mean, that's enough for me. Uh, I'm, I was wearing, you may as well know, a leotard with one nut out <laughs> either side at the bottom for a start. That's going on. I've cut out little peephole nipples. I'm running there. Victoria Wood's looking over. She's just sighed out loud. It must be a pretty butch gym that you go to. Victoria Wood. Lily Allen. Is it ladies' gym? Might be. Now listen, let's not get bogged down in my unigender gym where I go with my ghoulies tucked between my legs and call myself Pam. Let's get on with this story that is a record-breaking cocker. Now, what was, I got my cab, right, and there's been a lot, of, an unusually high number of text messages informing me the cab was there, right? And only, as you know, I'm always a bit late for a cab. So you smelt a rat? I smelled a rat. Immediately, Matt. I smelled a rat. I thought, hang on, is that a rat? I smelled a rat in your bedroom. I don't think you're living correctly. <laughs> I think that we, we will not be playing Connect Four until you buck your ideas up. <laughs> the bit at the bottom is broken, all the pieces just fall straight through. Get out of but my sight. still sack. we play. <laughs> How are we ever to connect even one, <laughs> let alone four, with the tray in this irreparable this state? This is brilliant. <laughs> you interrupted me, guy! Come yeah. on then. So, uh, yeah, so I was immediately, I smelled a rat. Uh, I got into the cab. It was a big, big, burly, scary ass cab driver, right? He had a scar running the whole length of his face, right? And uh, I got in there and I was a bit moody because I was a bit late and I wanted to get there. And he sort of, he sort of, I got in the cab and there was a bit of a moment of sort of a hiatus, right? And I goes, yeah, can we, uh, can we get going, please? Can we get going? And he, and he sort of looked at me a bit angry and then he sort of did get going. We're driving along. And, like, we sort of went past, like, the turning where we needed to go in. I went, and I was sort of on the phone talking to someone else. I went, left, left! Like that, in the car. And I sort of I've, so I've witnessed this happen. <laughs> <laughs> I barked it a bit. He, he turned around, don't talk to me like that, man. Like that. And I thought, oh, hello. He's, he's sticking up for himself, this guy. I was like, I'm not talking, he goes, you're being rude, don't talk to me like that, you don't know who you're talking to. Like, where was he from? He started off Jamaican. Yeah, who was he from? Then he went there? to the Bronx. <laughs> he you was don't know what you're talking hey, to. Hey, 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 hey you talk, talk to me like, like that, buddy. If you keep up this slip, <laughs> you'll find yourself on the wrong end of a smack. Hiding? <laughs> <laughs> he was a citizen of the world, this guy. No, he's Jamaican, I think. Well, like, heavily Jamaican, in fact. He really was using patois to the point where I was, like, really having to focus. What, like, don't talk to me like that? That was not an example of the patois. <laughs> don't talk to me like... I'm sorry, you're going to have to write this down. <laughs> this, I'm not getting anywhere with this. Right? So, like, uh, yeah, he goes, like, and it got really quite aggressive and cold. And I looked at that scar on his face, and he was... Big geezer. I thought, uh-oh. Right, and he got sort of started going, he goes, get out of the cab. Get out Did of the they? cab. Yeah, he goes, get out of the cab, I'm not taking you anywhere. And I, I goes, look, mate, I ain't getting out of the cab. Right? And he goes, he goes, well, you went down a few octaves. Oh, yeah, I did. I went, not only did I go down. <laughs> I went down octaves. My voice is so funny, because he was getting more and more... Like, this is funny, this is harrowing. Hold up. 
The car, we're, now we're in Primrose Hill, the car is immobile. And then Jeremy immobile. Beadle came. <laughs> he was blacked up. <laughs> he stepped out of his fat suit. Time now for <laughs> Professor Beadle to reveal himself to the secretly obnoxious <laughs> Russell Brad. No, what happened was, right, the cab's stationary, and he's going, right, he goes, I'm not taking you, I'm not taking you anywhere. He goes, you're rude to me, don't talk to people like that. And then he was saying a lot of words that I didn't understand, right? And he was going, so he started... What a like? Uh, Manners? No, no, it was really sort of like intense. Like I didn't understand. They were just sounds. A lot of it. It was obviously sort of language from the yard. You know, so it was from sort of blood clot. Not things that we've heard on telly. You know, sort of like things. I was just thinking. I was trying to see where one word ended and another one began. And he was doing it sort of on purpose. So I was getting more and more Cockney. Right? Okay. He goes, "You don't know who you're dealing with," like that. But that was uh, that picked out from a lot of patois. Yeah. Right. And, and I was going, "You don't know who you're dealing with, mate." He goes, "No, listen." <laughs> yes, I, he does. Because he's seen <laughs> you in the paper. Not that, not that puff off the telly. <laughs> yeah. no... Or am I? Or am I? Or am I a mystery man? I'm his, I'm his stunt double. <laughs> the, I'm, his... I'm called Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mickey McClive, the most deadly stunt double on a circuit. I will I roll down know. some stairs for you, you little bitch. <laughs> it got really like it was getting proper nasty. It was like so, and it was weird because I was getting more. My you get more patois. I was getting more Cockney. I didn't even understand what I was saying by the end. Of I was it, saying, it was just a glottal don't stop. Don't be aggressive to me. Or I'll phone your boss. He was going. He goes, get out of the cab, and I goes, I'm not getting out of the cab. He goes, right, I'm going back to the HQ of the cab company. I goes. Well, I tell you what, mate, I ain't getting out of your cab. So either you're driving me home or you're driving me to your HQ where I'll talk to your bosses. And that's where it got a bit more square. Because yeah. it was like, talk to your bosses rather than carve you right up. Right? And then it was like, sort of a really awkward hiatus. Two people that had really sort of argued with each other and quarreled. All the while, I'm thinking, he could kill me, this geezer. He wouldn't, would he? That's why I took the risk. Because I thought he's not going to. He's not going to just swing round like an angry dad. Did you apologise for being rude? And he still was saying get out. Well, no. That, I just like I just. My main stand was there was the gamble that he wasn't going to physically throw me out of the cab. That was the real gamble that I took. And I was right to take that gamble because he wouldn't. In the end, he started driving me out. And once he started, he made the decision because that that bit where I goes, either you know, I'm, I'll stay in your cab. Whatever you're doing, if you yeah, go yeah. back to the HQ, I'm staying it. Then he started, he drove me home, and I started to feel a bit guilty that I'd been rude to him. So I went. Like, and also, what was difficult was because well, I've been doing that voice. Oh, me! And then you had to take some calls. Yeah, there was a phone Hello. call from my financial manager. Alright, mate. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, we're going to put some money into a pension plan, are we? I All like right. it. That sounds like that would save us about 22%. Was it a sip, is it? Oh, that sounds very clever. Like it, son. Like it. Like that, and that's right there, but actually, I didn't. I just went back to my normal voice. Oh, <laughs> oh, Andrew, you absolute genius. <laughs> You've saved me a fortune. I must see you before Christmas time. And good King Wenceslas looked out. Why didn't you just make You could have phoned me and then said, Oh, it's just I've had a terrible week. I've just got the results back. All bad. You know, you could have. I don't even think that I've got AIDS as well as, <laughs> well as not being actually hard. I don't know. Yeah, like... But then he might have had some more sympathy for you. Anyway, I made it up to him on the way back. Still using that voice. How? I, well, I just went, look, mate. <laughs> look, mate, mate we've got different worlds, yeah. We've got to get on. Like, you're just a geezer driving me, I'm just a geezer in your motor. We don't mean nothing to each other. We don't mean anything, Why yeah? don't you ever look at my bookie, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'll writ it myself. I'll sign a copy for you. If you like, you can see the childhood I had. What led to me being such a badass gangster? <laughs> <laughs> then I was a Titanic content. One day I had a mouse living in my hair. 
terrible truth. <laughs> yeah, and then like, but when it, we got, it was really lovely actually because we managed to. It's really good if you've had a proper argument with someone to be able to resolve it because that makes you think, oh, you know, things could be because it nearly ended at me with me being thrown out of cab. I'd, I'd been, I was rude to him. Do you know what I mean, I was a bit yeah. short on that, but he was he disproportionately responded. He like he responded with quite a lot of aggression. But what was good about it is because, you know, like, it's quite good. Say you're sometimes a bit rude. Uh, it's good that no. you're... <laughs> you are you're a horrible little sod. You no, are. I'm never rude. You are. You're rude to Only me. to you, but not to cab driver, people. <laughs> but hold on. It's good because, like, say sometimes, like, say you're a bit rude to your mum, it's good that you're also a bit rude to people that could properly kick your head in. Hang because on, you're trying to paint yourself as some hard nut from this. No, I'm not painting myself as Look, a hard I nut. I knew he could have killed me, but still I, I went on being rude. Oh, no. I could... I took him down. No, I'm just saying that, in fact, there's a famous quote, I think it's George Bernard Shaw, that says, it doesn't matter whether you're kind to people or you're cruel to people, but that you treat everybody the same. Right, so that you're, you're sort of non-judgmental in your treatment of people. So I'm saying is... That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. No, it's not stupid, Matt. doesn't matter if you're cruel to people as long as you're cruel to everyone. Yeah, like Hitler. That's why he was such a good guy. Cruel to everyone. Well, no, he was a bit discriminatory <laughs> looking back over the history books there. But, no, my point is this, that... Oh, I'm suppose my point is, well, actually, I'm going to drop me off in the next street. That's that. That's oh, that's you didn't go all the way home. I thought, don't get to the street. Even though we had oh, found a resolution, I thought, to know your address. don't want him to know exactly where it is. Computer. Oh, God. Oh, God. He's there now. <laughs> He's going to be sat there, sat on Lynn's lap, drumming his fingers on your table, waiting, waiting for, for you. Oh, God. I'm not. Can I stay at your house tonight, please, no, Matthew? Thank you. <laughs> There's a price <laughs> on your head. <laughs> I'm going to stay around Sissons's. I'll stay around Peter Sissons's. Sissons's. Sissons. I'm going around Sissons's. I'm going to sleep in his dog's basket. So <laughs> <laughs> you deserve when you're rude to people. You shouldn't be rude to Look, people. Look, it was only a bit rude, and he was much ruder to me. You think we... you're better than us? <laughs> I don't think I'm better than no one except you. A little bit. Look at you swilling down Strongbow like a lout. That's not Strongbow, it's lemonade. That's not, well, why is it a Strongbow can I don't for? know, there's been a mix-up at the factory. There's been a mix-up at the factory. There's a drunk somewhere swilling down cherry. I'm thinking, why am I still sad inside? What right. other things do we have to say? No, 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 19. That's why what do you want to listen to that? Just feel like it. I'd like to listen to Paul Hardcastle's song, no, 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 19. Because a bit I like about it is, none of us received a hero's welcome. None of us issues. Yeah, it's good. G likes it. Look, some of them did, didn't they? None of them. What do you mean? Why would he say that in a song? And why would they do that? Right, look, there'll be a hero. Paul Harcastle was not Italian. in Vietnam. Paul Harcastle died that you could say that comment. <laughs> so take that back. He done the theme tune to Top of the Pop so that you could sit there on your high horse piddling down on his grave. You piddled on Hardcastle's grave and you're not gonna piddle on mine. Not on my watch. Is this how you spoke to the cab driver? No, much more. Oh dear, oh dear. I'm gonna do a piddle on your grave. Yeah. I'll get out of my little tinkle. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do some wanky water all nice over the back of your taxi courage. Is that what you want, son? Imagine that went to court and you'd said that and that had to be read out. <laughs> then, Mr. Brand, my, uh, the, the defendant said, I will do some winky water over the back of your hat in your carriage. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a preposterous case. But I'd win it because I'm one of the best lawyers we've ever had. If we you punch me, I'll die really easily. And then you'll be in trouble. <laughs> Won't you feel a bit guilty? <laughs> because I'm very vulnerable. <laughs> okay, let's listen to Paul Arcastle, then we'll try and get Noel Gallagher to We've start contributing. To know, never... He don't do anything for this show. I remember once saying that Oasis were good. What's he ever done for us? F all! That's <laughs> what. Let's listen to Paul Harcastle. None of us received a hero's welcome. 
None of them received a hero's welcome, Matt. It's quite clear. None of them. Why are you looking at that for? No, you're quite right. And also, that's still going on today. Oh, Matt, doing With some satire. Boys. God bless them. Yeah, it's about order that there's poor lads going Difficult out. Difficult job, isn't it? Must be horrible. Imagine you out there. I was thinking of going to an army camp, training up to be a soldier. What do you think about that for an idea? Well, how long did you think about that for? About a minute. I was, while I was in a swimming pool you in Morocco. Like <laughs> I was in Morocco like that, I had my arms, I thought, I'm going to train to be a soldier. Like, because all lot of world leaders, good ones, train to be a soldier first. Oh, and you're a world leader, I forgot. Yes. <laughs> that's right. That's the, one of the areas you've made there, Matt. Thinking of me as world leader. Flashing the pan celebrity radio broadcaster. <laughs> when in fact, I'm a world leader. So, um, anyway, what? Oh, God, cool, man. Yeah. What am I on about? Um, I don't know, but I was going to say something topical. Go on, say something topical quickly, but firstly, let's introduce a certain someone. Someone that we love very dearly, very deeply, someone that we've cared about a long friend. A friend of this show, perhaps the ultimate friend of this show, in many ways the father of this show. But think of him as an abusive father, <laughs> hovering at the foot of the stairs, stinking of owl. It's Noel Gallagher! Woo! Yeah, <laughs> Noel Gallagher! Hello, Noel! No. Oh, crackhead. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, well. Where the hell? Where have you been? Uh, where have I been? I've not been. I've been. I've been. Nothing's working. I mean, I'm in, actually in Abbey Road at the minute. You're in Abbey Road? Yeah. Well, we're just talking to Peter Sissons. He went to school with all the Beatles. Did you know that? It's what? It was. Yeah, it, yeah the Beatles did used to record it. Yeah. yeah, we know that. But Peter Sissons. <laughs> Peter Sissons went to school with the Beatles. I bet you didn't know that. Peter Sissons off the I news. I did not know that, and I couldn't be less bothered. Couldn't you? Well, no. Well, you've bothered to respond. Someone who was really unbothered would have just done a blow-off down the phone. So <laughs> there you are. No, it was Peter Sissons anyway. Peter, hello, this is the news. I'm Peter Sissons. Hello, darling, I've come home from a difficult day of work and I'm going to expect my oats. Now get that kilt off. <laughs> That's Peter Sissons. <laughs> that sounds like you doing a really sinister Michael Caine. <laughs> there you are, then. That's, uh, he's sort of a cross between the two of us. Right. Have you missed me? Have you missed me very much? Uh, Have you no, missed me? Well, yeah, I keep seeing your mug in the papers. You know, I keep reading about your little pretentious booky work. Pretentious? Or do yeah. you mean brilliantly seen written? Seeing you shaking hands with the smelly old queen. <gasps> you dirty traitor! Saying that about Her Majesty. This is her favourite radio show and you just I, cussed yeah, her on it. Yeah, but it ain't live, is it? <laughs> 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 no, Gallagher, swearing at the queen. <laughs> Why swearing at the queen for? You met Tony Blair. How dare you criticise me when you went snivelling uh, round yeah. Tony Blair's house? <laughs> yeah, but that was that that was a meeting of, of, of two of the great Republican minds of the time, not like <laughs> a queen and the subject. Hello, hello smackhead. <laughs> <laughs> you all the, the I mean, even the smell of cheese was palpable even through the newspaper. Oi. I, that, what that's like is the yeah, meeting of Walter Riley and Queen Elizabeth I, or the Earl of Essex and Queen Elizabeth I. One yeah, of her. a little bit whiffy. I'm a great member of the court of this country. I'll rise up. I'll probably have a knighthood soon. And then did, you'll have to call she, me what, sir. What does she smell like? Lovely, actually. Sort of did autumn. Did she not smell quite, quite dusty and like some stale bread? No, autumn and pears. Delicious. Lovely, delicious pears. Imagine that, Noel. Fragrant, almost. Fragrant, certainly fragrant, yeah. I held her hand in my hand for a moment. The two of us dreamt of what might have been. And what did she say? She went, 
Do you know what, young man? I wish I had 15 minutes with you. <laughs> I would finish you off. I'd give you such a reach round. She said, don't say that. Do you, do you have any gear? Because <laughs> I tell you what, I'm clucking like mad. <laughs> yeah, she uh. was... Anyway, enough of this nonsense. Matt, how are you getting on? I haven't heard from you for ages. I'm good, actually. I'm going to see, to? Are you going to go and see Led Zeppelin on Monday? Yes, we're there, mate. Oh, wicked. I'll see you there. Are you going? Are yeah. you going? Yeah. Have you heard who's supporting them? You? No, isn't it the cult or someone? No, Russell's favourite band, Foreigner. Foreigner! <laughs> yeah! Go on, lads! Yeah. I won't get there early, then. I'll tell you what, I'll get there early, watch Foreigner, then clear off. You've got to get there for the last one, which is going to be, uh, I want to know what love is. You've got to get there for oh, that. Yeah. That'll yeah, be that'll more be cheating brilliant. than seeing Russell shaking hands with the Queen. Hey, hey, leave off. I think someone's a little bit jealous because they've not met the Queen because they're too uncouth. Are you going to uh, Led Zeppelin on Monday, Russell? No, because some of us are great big, brilliant movie stars with premieres <laughs> to go to. I'm going to the trailer. I've seen the trailer of your film. Which one? Centrinians? Yeah, Centrinians. And you looked. Like what you used to look like when you were crackhead, but with a trilby on. <laughs> handsome. Don't you think? Well, I don't know. I can't remember whether I was a crackhead. Handsome, weren't it? No. Nice. No, you looked like. Uh, you looked like when you. You looked. You look weird, actually. You look like a wild dog. <laughs> no, I don't. I look brilliant. <laughs> you know, no, not now, but you did then. You know, when, spiv. Yeah. Oh, you don't. Your eyebrows are kind of pointed, and you're all dribbling and stuff. I look yeah. like a wild dribbling you dog. You have dog's gums. I didn't have dog gums! <laughs> You've got wet dog gums, you wet dog gum arsenic, Oasis guitarist! <laughs> How dare you! What a lot uh, of abuse to absorb! It's not abuse, it's called flirting. Flirting, you saucy devil. How's that baby coming on? He's colossal. Is he starting to look more like his dad now? Uh, <laughs> You'll have to give him a haircut <laughs> if he's starting to look like old Russ is, or the papers like, will talk. Is, is he starting to like his dad? Have you, yeah, have you got, what, are you, are you actually working or are you on the, are you, how is your, are you promoting this thing, training and things, are yeah. you doing, or, or are you filming bit. another, another film? No, I'm do, I'm going to the premiere of St. Trinian's, it's the premiere of it, so I've got to go to that, and I? With yeah, my mum. You've got to go, I've, I've got to go to that, and I? With my mum. You have to go to premiere. You have to watch it. No, I don't think so. It can't make me concentrate. I'll just look out the back and do shadow puppets and stuff like that. <laughs> Amuse myself anyway. I'll see fit. <laughs> We've had an interesting show, you know. We spoke to Ronnie Wood a bit earlier. All right, he's all right, Ronnie. Good mate, mine. Yeah, he's a laugh, isn't he? Top man. Chatting up ballerina as he was for, at the side of the road. I went to his. Uh, I used to go to have some parties at Ronnie Wood's house. They're amazing. Really? You know, he's, got, he's got a walk-in fridge that's full of Guinness. From, well, I did have when he, when he went on the wagon. He had a walk-in fridge. It's like a room. And from the floor to the ceiling was Guinness, as I remember. Oh, wow. wow. That sounds nice, doesn't it? A big that, Guinness well, fridge. I mean, that's long as stones, aren't they? You know what I mean? You expect that kind of gear, don't you? Yeah, of course. Yeah, they've got quite high standards to maintain. It's been, yeah. It was been going on this show. Oh, are you aware of our pin-pin sensation, Noel? Pimping? Pin-pin. No, not pin-pin, not yet. We're thinking of moving into that. But pin-pin is like this thing. Matt got stabbed by a pin as a teenager by the school bully Darren French who went past him on a BMX and went, pin-pin, and stabbed Matt with a pin. Quite right. funny, I thought. Now, we keep going on about it. Now, it's, it's an epidemic, which is a good word to describe it, because it's spreading blood diseases through the, blood, through the playgrounds of Great Britain. Kids what, you mean, what, what, like, what, like, people have started doing it, or people have fallen yeah. in saying that they had it done to them while they was at school? No, they're doing it now. Pin-pin, kids are saying, and just pin-pinning each other. It's so really are you, good. Are you, are you seriously suggesting that children listen to your radio show? Of course they do. They love it, the kids. The what, kids... What, what kids? 
I don't know, teenagers. We're very popular with teenagers, not like you, you big dad rocker. So, teenagers are walking off stabbing each other with pins. Yep, and it's all thanks to me. So, when you look back at your legacy of try albums, remember that people are pin-pinning each other because they're Russell. Sadly, the gang's in New York, though, is it? Well, no, no, I suppose not, suppose not, no. I ain't seen that yet, but I think I'd love it. I thought I'd like to. Rubbish. Oh, rubbish. Oh, is it rubbish? Yeah. yeah it's a bit long, innit? Oh, Effie, I can't bother with any of that then. Life's too <laughs> bloody short for that sort of aggravation. No, it's a bit long. So, what else have you been up to, anyway? Um, met the Queen. When on, have I got news for you? Got into a fight with it. Well, not oh, a fight. You? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, we'll be good, it'll be on tonight. I went, um, oh, t- yeah, tonight and yesterday. Uh, w- well, guess what else I've done? I acted really h- I got into a row with a Yardie cab driver, and I acted like I was much harder than I actually am, in the confident, in the bluff, that he's not actually gonna kick my head in. <laughs> Go on, what about- he, he, he was going, you don't know who you're talking to. I goes, you don't know who you're talking to, son. <laughs> you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know who you're talking to. Hey, I'll take you back to the yard and I'll pop a cab I'm not very good at Jamaican accents. I'm not good at any accents that could be construed as racist, so that's a good thing. Um, Yeah, so we got this route, and I was being like, oh dear, oh dear, you've got yourself in the proper pickle. Like, Jerry, because I can't do proper fighting talk. I always lapse into saying things that are a bit too me, you know? So it's always sounding a bit rubbish. Because he was going, you don't know me, you don't know who you're dealing with. And I was going, you don't know me. And Matt quite rightly pointed out, yes, he does. You're that idiot puff. <laughs> the telly, <laughs> we've all seen, shook our heads in despair at some time or another. But what was the row over, though? He didn't. I was going. Russell was rude to him. I wasn't that rude. He didn't, no, didn't, didn't recognise you. Uh, <laughs> well, somebody here. This is the hand that touched the Queen a matter yeah. of hours ago. You, Would you like to sniff it? Yeah, you don't know who you're dealing with. No, that's right. I don't. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> he started that you don't know who you're dealing yeah. with. I he, didn't start that. Yeah, that's why he got a bit sniffy with him, because he just said, sorry mate, I just... No, I recognise the clothes, but no. Uh, no Who you, are you? It was a left turn. He missed a left turn, no, as a matter what? of fact. And that was enough to get your goal? No, they I just went left, up. left! Like that. And it was a bit <laughs> abrasive, the way I said it, like that. And that's when it all before that long we were in. But I managed to end it before the end of the journey, and it was a little bit like ebony and ivory. And we worked it all out. And oh. uh, we're lovers now. <laughs> 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 it's, all, it's all all right. But yeah, he looked tough. Like, if you do get into fights anymore, when's the last time you got into any sort of fight off a car? Uh, any. Uh, hang on a minute. There might have been a scene with my. with. Don't say you're missus. We're not going to count that. I'm not sure the, about a bit. <laughs> at the Brits. At the Brits. At the Brits was the last time I got into a scene. Well, the last one. The one I yeah, hosted. Yeah. What yeah. happened? Um, there was somebody... There was, there, was a, there was a band of Americans. I think it's that... Uh, what are they called? Chili oh, Peppers. Chilies. What are they called? They're, um, Chili Peppers. They're all right. No, they're all right. I know them. They're, oh, oh, uh, Killers? No. They sung that song about Red Bull. They say that's about Red Bull. Singer wears an hat. He's obviously bald. Okay, I don't Orson, know. Dawson, Lawson, Orson. Awesome. You got into a fight with Orson? They're no, a boy no, band. Listen, let me, let me finish. That's like saying I just, I, I gave a, a Chinese burnt and won a boy's own. <laughs> let me, let me finish. Go on then. Would you let me finish? Go on then. All right. Listen, I'm not Jeremy Paxman. And, they, and they'd won, <laughs> and they, they'd won some awards. They all stood up and opened bottles of champagne and popped the corks and started spraying them like they were Formula One drivers. Right. 
Silly. And we, and obviously, and we were sat at our table, which is next to theirs, and all the, they sprayed it over a, a couple of the girls we were out with. Yeah, because you and your and brother are so well behaved at award ceremonies <laughs> in the past. <laughs> well, like that time totally that Liam gobbed at people in America. Funnily enough, we actually are. You yeah, know no, what I mean? Yeah. So, because it comes as no surprise to us when we go there that we actually walk away with a couple of these things. Good so manners like, yeah. from your man Peggy, that's what yeah. that is. But right, anyway, on. so, I, I, you know, I had to stand up and say, you do that again. Right, which you won't because you won't win anything ever again, right? <laughs> you know, there is going to be trouble. Yeah, nice one. That what did it. they that say? That was it, really. And they are, they, they beat are, him up. No, <laughs> no, some guys from it said, oh, sorry, the, the, the guys are really excited. That was Woody Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, it's not Gallagher. Can you believe it? Oh, my God, he's actually here. How <laughs> <laughs> neurotic. Not in my face. <laughs> not my not my face, not the face, my glasses. <laughs> so that was the last time I got into a fracas. Apart from with Sarah, which happens on a regular basis. Regular fracas with Sarah. Who can blame you? She's a very attractive woman. I'd well, like yeah, to frack her off. Our brains out. Oh, she'll be listening to this with her mum actually tomorrow night. Oh, will she? Up at Elaine's Plain, Scotland? No, 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 mum's coming to stay with us. Lovely, very nice. Be on your best behaviour. Don't just think because you're rich it means you can drop your manners. She's not awesome. Don't have a go at her. <laughs> don't threaten her if she don't eat up all her boiled egg or something. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be very intimidating now. A lot of people are quite scared no, of you. No, 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 no. That's just. No, I'm not intimidating. Mm, yeah, well, sometimes you are a little bit, but you're so fixing. Yeah, only, only uh, no, you're quite, you're more intimidating because you're actually a close up in, in the flesh, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty tall, pretty powerful, and as any London cab driver will testify, <laughs> I'll be a bit naughty when I want to be. <laughs> uh, you might get a little smack bum, sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'll know I'm proper rowdy when I get going. Now, what about that canoe thing? The what? The canoe, you know, there's that thing with the canoe, that what there's that woman yeah, said her husband. That, that is colossal, isn't it? Would you thought it's a colossal lot of whoppers? It's a silly well, dove fly. No, no, I was saying to somebody today that I mean this this is this is the only kind of stuff we find out about. Imagine how mad people's lives are on the quiet, do you know what I mean? Mm. It's like the nonsense that's going on outside the Sky News must be sends my head. Sends my head. Well you just head. Imagine the nonsense. Yeah, just, well, just imagine, I mean, you know, if, oh. I mean, that's been going on for years and we didn't know, do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, the yeah. amount of nonsense that's going on in the world, <laughs> too much. Right, because, like, somewhere, right, imagine this, there might be, like, a giraffe or something, you know, and it's married to a man, and, like, you know, the man's, like, don't even want to be in a marriage, and he hits the giraffe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you dreaming up bonkers news stories that might have been. Concentrate on <laughs> your bloody album. <laughs> yeah, Focus. Well, 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 hang on a minute, what do you think about the canoe story, then? Well, I think it's funny that some bloke, that they conspired to pretend that the husband was dead, but then got their photo done together while in Brilliant. Panama. Bless him. They don't look the brightest pair, though, do they? No, they no. don't. And also, they had the photo that's leaked out, that's exposed it as a lie, was taken when they were buying a, an apartment in Panama with the estate agent they were buying the flat from. <laughs> you don't need to have that photo done. It's not like you need to get your photo done with the estate agent. It's completely no, they unnecessary. It, they had it done for the website, didn't they? It's like, can we just get a quick picture for the website? Mm, oh, yeah. It's oh, not as if on, I'm then. pretending to be dead or anything. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> they lied to their sons, though. That's bad. That, do, that is... Aren't the, aren't the sons in on it? No. <gasps> no. The sons didn't know. But then That's again, the really sons awful. might be a pair of idiots, you know what I mean? Yeah, they could be, couldn't they? Yeah, there's no accounting for that. One of our TV ideas that we didn't do for rebrand was, like, Matt was always dreaming up these ideas. Why don't we pretend you're dead and tell all your family and that you're dead and hold a big funeral and then you can jump out of the coffin <laughs> with an hard on or something? No, it wasn't with a hard on. That <laughs> would have been good. Would have been quite good. You could have gone to your you're own quite, funeral. You're quite sure it would have been a big funeral. Hey. 
Of course it would have done. It would have been like when, when Reggie Cray died. <laughs> the streets would have been lined. Beautiful black stallions with purple plumes on their head. <laughs> Glorious. All the greats coming out. Paying their respects to me. Very much the leader of the Essex gangland community. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, another thing while I'm on. I only yeah. got to listen to that message that you left me from Manchester Apollo the other night. You were kind of, you were kind of a bit... You were a bit aggressive towards me at the end of that one. Oh, I wasn't. What yes, was you were. What are you yeah, you were getting cheap laughs at my expense in my old town, wasn't you? You, you lovely man. What you... what cheap laughs? I don't know, I couldn't hear you because you sounded like you were talking out your ass. but I, I, hey. there, was, there, was, there, was, there was an aggressive tone to your voice towards the end, like, Pick up the fucking phone or something like that. Oh, no, I wasn't. Well, I was. I was showing off a bit because, like, I was thinking this lot will be really impressed if I act cool about, like, my friendship with Noel Gallagher. Like a boy putting his head in a dog's mouth for the amusement of a cousin. That's all that was. You're the dog, I'm the boy, and the cousin in this place is, is the, the audience at the Apollo. So, uh, yeah, I apologise. I didn't mean to be rude, I was just showing off. Yeah. Sorry. Rudeness again. I ain't that rude. I'm yeah. nice, if anything. <laughs> Nice lad. You should have seen him just now. Now he had a tantrum and threw nuts at the window where the engineers are. Just threw a handful of nuts at the glass. Because what? there was a mistake and I needed to get everyone's attention. What, what, what kind of mistake? They put on the wrong version of Paul Hardcastle's no 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 nineteen. That they put on the cricket version and I, I went, oh not the cricket. No, it wasn't actually. It wasn't that they put on the wrong version. It's that like, I wanted to keep recording and use the mistake as part of the show because I'm a real. I'm living in the moment, man. I'm an artist. We're cooking. With gas and like then I noticed the mics were down, so I threw some pistachio <laughs> nut shells at a window in perhaps the most ineffectual tantrum in human history. Did I just look at you and just be like, oh, Don't think anyone noticed except Matt. Matt went, Don't throw nuts at the window. Just shook his head in despair. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought oh. this probably is a bit silly what I'm doing now. So. Anyway, look, I'm right in the middle of doing some vocals. This I've got to go. Ooh, I'm in the band. I'm in the band. I do a vocal. <laughs> Grow up! Oh you're, not, oh, you're not saying that when you're phoning me in front of the two and a half hours people thinking, right, I'm dying on my arse. <laughs> <laughs> How can I possibly divert attention from people going, uh, can I, is there, is there refunds? Do you do refunds? <laughs> oh, no, hold on. I'll phone, I'll phone one of the top three Manchester icons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello, dude. Oh, yeah, I'm in your hometown. Say something to them. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, the elephant man, when I call you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair Say enough. something to the people. Uh, right, I'm right in the middle of beans on toast, Dick. Uh, you know what I mean? All right, go on then. Go, on, go and do a lovely record. We all look forward to hearing it and buying it. <clears throat> Brilliant. Matt, I'll see you on Monday. See you Monday. Yeah, I'll yeah. One, I'll be the one holding a lighter aloft in during you're as cold as ice. Well, I'm a premiere <laughs> becoming a great big sexy movie star while you yeah. lot. Some watch, others yeah. do. That's while the real message. While we're air riffing endlessly and then throwing TVs out of Jimmy Page's hotel room window later on. He's not going to let you into his hotel room. Yeah, let's go to the party. You shabby yeah, looking man. shipwreck. We're gonna, I'm going to call you from the party where they'll, they'll just be debauchery. Old age debauchery. Yeah, you hanging around with a load of old men while I'm there with St Trinian's cast. Loads of lovely 20 year old birds in school uniforms, you <laughs> mad. You're going out with your mum. So what? I love her. <laughs> she was very good to me growing up. All those sandwiches, penguins, etc. What a right. damn fine woman. God bless your mum. Right, I've got to go. Yeah, all right. See you later, Noel. There's Noel Gallagher, everyone. Woo, yeah, hooray for him. <clears throat> what have we got to do? Should we put a record on or something? Have we got long? Yeah. Let's put a record on. What have we got? Prince, what do we want? Jiggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop, Iggy Pop. Let's put Iggy Pop on. Cheers.
Nej, ikke pop. Ikke pop. Ikke, 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 I'd like to be your dog. I want to be your dog. I will eventually become your dog. Iggy Pop! So, uh, okay, well, yes, what a show it's been. It's very nearly at an end now. We've had some magnificent guests. Peter Sissons has been on the show. Wow, what about that then? Ronnie Wood has been on the show. Extraordinary. Noel Gallagher. We have a bizarre mix of people coming on our radio mm. programme. Last week, Dickie Dawkins and uh, Ricky Gervais. Imagine that. Preposterous. Preposterous menagerie of folk. Now, though, we've got this lad, Imhotep, here. Now, Imhotep, I met him while doing what can only be described as kind charity work. Imhotep, you alright, mate? Oh, Talk into that microphone, sunshine. Get dead close to it as if you love it. Talk okay. into it. Caress it with your lips. Let the words just leak in there. Now, will you tell our listeners a little bit about how we met? Don't make it sound gay. Good lad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I met Russell um, at uh, charity event. Um, Media box was a charity. Box. What does that charity? Come close to the mic, mate. Can you look how close I am? Be that close to it. See, I'm helping him. I'm helping him Russell. out to learn how to do radio. Russell's yeah. the man. Russell's the man. There we are. Do you hear that? Not my words. The words <laughs> of Imhotep, the cool <laughs> young lad. Yeah, speak, keep, just speak right into it like that. Okay, so Imhotep, tell us, uh, I know how we met, obviously, of course I do, I was there, I was concentrating, I was absorbing every second of it, but tell our listeners, and Matt and G, how kind I am and what happened. Russell came down and hosted an event that was happening. It was it was put on together by MediaBox, which is basically a government grant which provides young people um, from the ages of 13 to 19 to take part in media and make their own films and whatnot. And exactly how much was I paid for doing that imitator? Um, exactly zilch. Nothing! So what motivation could I have had for doing such a thing? Sex. No! <laughs> just kindness! Although, though, yes, admittedly, <laughs> I did have some sex. Now, I didn't have sex with Media Box, although, thinking about it now, what a sexy name for a charity. <laughs> oh, I've got a little Media Box. Oh, I bet you bloody well left. <laughs> Here's my firewire. So, uh, listen, okay, um, what is it? You are an ambitious young man. What is it you want to do? Um, I want to do many things. Well, so do all of us, mates. You better bloody well focus. Because, like, a lot of them kids, you didn't make it, oh, young people. A lot of them young people made films, right? You didn't make a film. Um, no. They made short documentaries. That's right. what they did. Um, mm -hmm. I was on another Media Box project where, um, I was directing. You were directing? Yeah. What'd you direct? Um, we made a contemporary Oliver Twist story. Who are you playing? I'm directing, mate. You're directing it? I'm the mm. chief director, mate. How'd you find directing a short film? Um, it was very good. Do you mind shouting at people? Can you do that? Yeah. Did you did what you were comfortable? Save more passion. So, Go for it. No, no. Good direction. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Hey, uh, how old are you? I'm 19 at the Look moment. Look at him. 19. No, 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 19. That's all it is. Where's his heroes welcome? He's not had one, has he? We are just listening to the Paul Ardcastle song, no, 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 19. Okay, so you like directing, but also you do stand-up, don't you, mate? Um, yes, I'm fundamentally a poet, and I've started mixing, um, stand-up comedy with poetry. I've been mm. doing that. And I'm also doing a range of charity works. Well, I'll tell you who else does mix stand-up comedy with poetry. That's a little man over there. Well, he's not little, actually. He's quite a sturdy chap called Mr. G. He mixes up stand-up Like, at our gigs that I do where I do stand-up okay. to in the country, he comes on first, does some stand-up and poetry. Sometimes I stand in the wings and listen, just shaking my head, thinking, could he not be a bit kinder about me? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more, make me sound a little bit more glamorous. Yeah, so it's quite an interesting fusion to be able to do stand-up comedy and poetry. Quite a difficult thing, because often Poetry is quite sort of serious, ain't it? And the stand-up obviously has to be funny. So didn't you get to the Hackney Empire final? Um, it was um, an event called the Fresh Prince of Hackney. The Fresh Prince of Hackney? Yeah, it was, it was. Cool, dear. Together by Kojo, the comedian. 
Um, and I went down there with my partner in crime, who's a beatboxer. Hold on, he's not actually. It's not. You don't do any crimes, do you? Let me oh just no, 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 no. Because we can't have you on the show. No, and I wouldn't <laughs> confess to any of them on air. You cheeky boy, nineteen <laughs> years old, he's insinuating stuff. I thought. Where are you from, anyway? Um, I'm from West London. Oh yeah, West London. I don't uh, know. I don't know about that. Is that West London? They're naughty, aren't they? The people in West London. What about in West London? Um, White City Estate. Oh no, White City Estate. Is you a drug addict? Come <laughs> 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 Look at him. Look at his lovely little face, all fresh faced, all full of dreams. You interviewed me, didn't you, as well? Um, yeah, I did interview Mr. Russell Brand, and he. If anyone wants to see it, they can go onto the media box site and see it. Well, I recommend that they do, because what a brilliant interview it was, wasn't it? I was particularly good, I thought. <laughs> you, you were all right. Imitate, it was a f fine, but me, oh, I saw it! The oh, limelight, well. the limelight, the limelight. That's where I belong, isn't it? Let's be honest. And, and then afterwards, you met some... Now, what happened? Because there's that bit at the end where you goes, oh, I want to do sketches, I want to do sketch comedy. I introduced you for them people from BBC Three and that bloke from MySpace. Yeah, what happened um, after that? I took their details, um, and I'm going that to... That better not mean their wallets, young man. No, no, no. Just took their details, yeah, they were And I wouldn't tell you if I took their wallets either. You're very, very, uh, secretive and clandestine <laughs> about your crimes, which I imagine you don't do. You seem like a lovely lad. I'm turning to Alan Partridge, you know. <laughs> over, well, it's, yeah, it's fun to talk about crime for a while. Uh, okay, so, yeah, alright. So, let's, let's think of what yeah. we can do that's positive and helpful for you. What are you going to be doing over, you know, what's the next things you want to get up to and see if we can help? Okay, um, right now I'm going to go to Ghana for a month. Um, Why? I'm going to do some charity work there for um, a group oh, called Forward. Um, you, you are the charity work. You don't do the charity work. Where's it going to end? Then the people in Ghana, what are they going to do? Oh, we're off to Sudan. <laughs> then what's going to happen? <laughs> Where will it all end? This <laughs> chain of charity work, of which I'm at the top, which I kind of like, because no one's doing no charity work for me. I've been strutting around, living it up. Was, uh, was Russell rude to anyone at Media Box? Was there any rudeness? Not to my knowledge. I think maybe behind closed doors. I was pretty cool, actually, that day. I was very nice to all Behind of the young people. Behind closed doors, there was some rudeness. <laughs> some screaming. <laughs> now, listen, you're mixing my words now. <laughs> That's not fair. You and him are too, you're ganging it up. You're ganging up against me. It's not on. Uh, now, I was all right, wasn't I, that day? I did a good speech, captured the tone quite well. <laughs> I get yeah. like a 19-year-old kid and just boast <laughs> about how good I am. Better be the chain work. Now, you have got lovely charisma. You're a beautiful-looking young man. You've already got to this uh, Hackney Empire final thing, Fresh Prince of Hackney or whatever it is. Sounds bizarre to me, but I'm sure it's jolly good. Now, what you're off to Ghana to do uh, charity work, um, what are you going to do when you get back to this country? Um, when I get back, I'm going to come and do a film course. Um, I like this directing thing. Directing? Yeah, you want to do like, now? And I'm going to learn everything I need to know about film and pursue my stand-up poetry as well. That's the spirit. Now, Mr. G will be able to help you with the poetry and the stand-up. I'll be able to help you with film directing. You need a keen eye, Imitep, to make a film. That's what I've learned from my time in the movie business. And uh, if you watch some Trinians, which I suggest you do, you'll see there a young De Niro-esque style actor <laughs> strutting around <laughs> with what Noel Gallagher described as dog's gums. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay, well, well done, mate. It's lovely to have had you in here. If there's anything else you want to say, now's your chance to say it. Do you want to, like, do you want to go, oh, look at this website or anything? You've done the media box website. Is there anything else you want to harp um, on about? Check my MySpace. Um, check your MySpace. Go on, then. Why? Yeah, what is yeah, it? Yeah. It'll let you know what um, events I'm doing. What's the How would they find you? Imatep. How would they yeah, find you? MySpace.com slash Imatep07. Imatep07. How'd you spell it? Um, I, I M O. I L U spelt it wrong. Damn, <laughs> damn you and your complicated name. <laughs> I, oh man, I've had too many. 
so no one could say my name for I said it alright Imhotep 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 tep, tep. yeah but I've, I've, I've had Imhomotep to many different things <laughs> that must be it for <laughs> like many, your age many many different names but you can say um, but it's I-M-H-O-T-E-P right check him out on MySpace right seven. thanks for coming in thank it's you shout out to my mum Look here, Mum. You've done a bloody good job. You've brought a wonderful <laughs> young man into the world. Now, let's all of us welcome together our Poet Laureate and perhaps a new mentor for Imhotep, Mr G, the Poet Laureate of the show. Woo, here he is. Yeah, all right. OK, this poem is called The Loaded Weapon. I saw an arrow being shot high into the night sky, beyond the city streets, beyond horizons flying high, amidst the apple and nut spray, using flixies for luck, say, as Mr. Sisson reminisces over McCartney and Tarbuck plays. I saw a stone-rolling ballerina patrolling man with a paintbrush in his hand, overhearing the joyous cheering as a mini-slash appears into the land. No one's returned to his former glory after a much-missed hiatus, discussing with Russell the muscle that comes along with their celebrity status. I saw a taxi-cab driver arriving into a world where attraction begins beyond the city streets where cockneys and yardies pin pin you don't know who you're dealing with mate and you miss that left turn too check out how hard my gang is on radio too yes there it is all on the mic mr g it's all happening here he makes it up straight out of his brain what a fantastic show it's been let's thank all of our guests ronnie wood noel gallagher who else peter sisson hello i'm peter sisson i'll be home in 15 minutes you better get yourself ready and stiff taut taut and buoyant Ah, Peter Sissons. I never thought. Well, I tell you what, I find it more attractive now. Are you attracted to Sissons anyway, um, man? No, no, no. Neither am I. Neither am I. I'm respectful. I keep a distance from Imhotep. You've been a wonderful guest as well. Where are you going? Oh, going to our gig, <laughs> Mister. Right? Yeah. All right. And watch me and Matt's show on BBC Four, nine o'clock, the twelfth. We think it's on. It's called uh, On the Road with Russell Brand. I believe it's called. So have a look at that. It's brilliant. Watch me and I've got news for you tonight. And continue with your revolutionary fervor and thought because I think we're getting closer, edging ever closer to a spiritual utopia. Join us next week on this show. Keep this show at number one. Download it. Keep this podcast number one, why don't you? Next week there'll be someone else here from Media Box. I don't know how they're going to be as talented as handsome as young Imhotep here, but by God, they'll have to try. Now, we're going to... Fi- What's your problem? I can see you're doing a little face. Nothing. What's, you just looked You looked at me. I see. Because I can read you now, young man. Oh. When you watch the Jack Kerouac thing, watch, look out for Matt's complexion. Doled up like Barbara Cartland, <laughs> he is there. Made up to the nines like Widow Twanky. Wandering around there with his lip gloss on and his eyeshadow. Stiff as a board in a corset, trying to hold his tummy you in. Fool. <laughs> okay, then, so yeah, thank you very much for the show. Keep listening. You got any messages, Matt? Uh, no, I'm done. You're done? Here, Tep, you want to. to your mum as well. Oh, actually, I wanted to say about that Mohammed bear thing. Did what you ever say about it? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I just farted. I did not. I don't even have an anus. The, 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 the children decided to call it Mohammed, not the teacher. What's that? What do you want them to go to prison? What's your point? Yes. <laughs> Justice. No, Just but you know, include the them in up. the blame. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's the you know, it's a complicated world of religion and fundamentalism for you. It's, it's, you know, it's a difficult business. But if you're saying, Matt, jail children, I'll back you to the hill. This is Russell Brand on Radio Two. Boy, I love you, boy. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> <laughs>